Blog Talk Radio. Well, we're on live. This is Praise Tabernacle Bible Study. <clears throat> and we just want to say good evening to all those that are listening. Um, this is Praise Tabernacle Bible Study. And uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and get, get started with Bible study. Um, I guess we'll open up with prayer, and I'll, I'll turn the service over to the speaker um, on tonight. Again, this is Praise Tabernacle Bible Study. Elder Oliver, um, on behalf of the bishop, Bishop Omar Zachary, and the rest of the team, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and open up with, with a word of prayer, and I'll turn it over to a great teacher, great preacher, great man of God, um, Minister Tobert, who will be bringing a lesson um, on tonight. And uh, I guess we'll open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you right now. Father God, we just want to give you thanks right now. Father God, we ask you to touch all those that are listening. And Father God, we ask you to touch all those that are in attendance on tonight. Father God, give them the ear to hear the word of God, Father God, and not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Father God, I ask you to touch the teacher right now. Father God, give him the wisdom and the knowledge to rightly break down your word the way you would have him do it. And Father God, we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Minister Tobert, I'm guessing the service is in your hands. All right, Elder Oliver. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank everyone for listening. Thank you for this opportunity uh, to be on tonight. And um, just hoping and praying that everyone gets something from this message on tonight, be able to apply this to your life um, in whatever way you all see fit on tonight. Um, and may not, may or may not be before you long, uh, but definitely just want to be able to give a word, uh, that, that the Lord has placed on my heart um, to be able to give to his people. And the lesson for tonight is going to come from Second Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start at verse 9. Again, that is Second Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start at verse 9. Verse 9 is where the topic comes from. And I'll go ahead and read that uh, for those that are listening. Um, if you have your Bible, please open your Bible. Like I say, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, for those listening, um, I'll go ahead and read the word. And it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And after reading that and during my study, the Lord gave me for a topic on tonight, it's okay to not be okay. Again, Hmm. the Lord gave me for a topic, it's okay to not be okay. And, again, thank you all for for listening. I know that it's been a whole lot for um, a lot of us this week, a lot of us having uh, our weeks, good weeks, bad weeks. However, we're having those weeks uh, right now, whatever state we're in right now, just praying that we get uh, just some healing, some type of clarity, and something to help us move on on tonight. So that's what this word is for. We got an on-time word, and, Every message is an on-time message. Every word is an on-time word. So right here on on tonight, on Blog Talk, we just want to be able to come forward with the word. And uh, I'm going to go back um, over, like, uh, verses 1 through 4. You know, I'm not going to read verse 1 through 4. Initially I was, but I got a lot to go over. So for just for time's sake, um, and to be able to focus on the latter portion of the scriptures, um, I would, you know, the whole lesson is going to be 1 through 10, but I want to focus on the latter portion. So verse 1 through 4, I'll just go ahead and be able to kind of sum that up on what Paul was talking about 
in that in that first portion in the first four scriptures. Um, but to sum it up, uh, Paul had a vision over about 14 years back from the time frame of him originally writing this letter to the Corinthians or the church at Corinth. Um, and he was called up, this is the vision, uh, and, and he was called up to heaven, and he couldn't tell whether it was out of uh, an out-of-the-body experience or whether it was physical. Only God knows. Um, but again, that alone is a blessing in itself just to be able to have that experience, have that heavenly experience to be able to hear what he heard and be able to see what he saw uh, was just amazing in itself. And according to the scripture, he says that he went up to the third heaven, which uh, I would like to give a little bit of information on the other two if you're wondering, because that, you know, of course, you know, even reading that, that kind of threw me off with the third heaven thing, uh, just to be able to, to get information on what that was. Uh, and the first heaven um, is considered to be earth and the sky around it. The second heaven is considered to be, you know, uh, the outer space where the stars and the moon and the S-U-N resides. But that third heaven is where God and the S-O-N resides, meaning the sun, meaning Jesus. And this is where we all want to be at the end of the day. The third heaven is paradise. And this paradise is better than we could ever imagine. And paradise is so great. And Paul was able to hear things that he couldn't even talk about. You know, if we look back over that scripture, like I said, I couldn't I couldn't necessarily go over all of that. Um, but if you look back over it, he wasn't permitted to say what he heard. You know, he was able to give an account on certain things that, of his experience, but he couldn't be able to say what he heard because some things belong in heaven and in heaven only. So some things we just got to see it and hear it for ourselves. Some things we just have to be able to get that experience ourselves. So that just gives us something to be able to look forward to. We got to be able to look forward to heaven, look forward to paradise, look forward to the third heaven that Paul was talking about in the beginning of those scriptures. Like I said, um, from going from verse 1 through 4, it was a lot in that for us to be able to cover. But when I tell you that part is extremely important just to know that he had that experience and be able to talk about heaven, and that's where we want to be. That's the reason why we uh, even, you know, continue to do what we're doing in our in our Christian walk. It's the reason why we put up with different things that we have to go through to be able to make it to the end, to be able to make it to that third heaven, to be able to make it to where the Lord resides, to be able to make it on that side. We go through everything that we go through on a daily basis just to be able to make it that far. So don't ever, you know, think that we're doing this stuff for nothing, that it's, it's all for not. No, it's all for something. It's for us to be able to be with the Lord, for us to be able to serve the Lord. And if we look at verse 5, this is what we're going to pick up. We're going to pick up verse 5, and let's look at what the word says here. So like I said, uh, what I just went over was verses 1 through 4 to sum that up. But verse 5, of such in one I will glory, yet myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now but now I forbear lest any man should think of me think of me above that which he seeth to be, or that he heareth of me. Okay, so let me read that again. Of such an one I will glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he sees 
to uh, seeth me to be or that he heareth of me. Amen. So Paul said everything that I was explaining in the beginning portion of the chapter um, to bring it to this point, that that was something to boast about. That was something to glory about. When he's talking about glorying, let's talk about boasting. Um, And his heavenly experience was something that he could be able to boast about, you know, to be able to talk about that, you know, he had that experience to be able to see certain things that we were unable to see, hear uh, certain things that we were unable to hear. So that's something to be able to uh, glory about or boast about. But he also changes gears when he said, but, you know, but not to glory in, you know, himself. He's not going to glory or boast about himself. He was like, because, you know, that's going to defeat the purpose. You know, that's not the goal here. The goal is not for us to um, brag on ourselves or brag on certain things. But he goes on to say, you know, if he did boast, if he did glory, it would be in his infirmities. Now, when I read that, and, of course, I'm like, well, but why glory in infirmities? Which is, you know, a very good question. Why would, we, why would he glory in infirmities? And before we go any further, we have to understand what infirmity means. So infirmity is a physical weakness or an ailment, you know, lack of strength. So after hearing that definition, why would you want to boast in that? Why would you want to glorify that if you understand that an infirmity is a physical weakness or an ailment or a lack of strength? So what's so important about that if we want to, uh, if he wants to, brag about that or if he wants to boast about that in the infirmities. So that's where everything comes in later on in the scripture uh, where we talk about that. That's where you get that answer on that because at first it's like, hmm, why would I want to glorify in the infirmities when I'm reading this? And over in verse 6, Paul is letting it be known that even if he choose to, uh, to boast, which he says, then he would be he wouldn't be foolish, but he would speak the truth. Amen. Which is a good thing because, you know, some people can go on and on about nonsense and just, you know, talking about a whole lot, but some folks boast about the wrong thing. And we all know people that are um just just boast about the wrong thing and every time you have a conversation with somebody, you know, you got that one person that you may meet that just go on and on about something that you know, really ain't ain't got nothing to do with nothing and really just want to brag about something. But Paul is saying that he would rather refrain from doing so instead. Amen. So this is why, you know, we we have to we have to realize where he's going with this. And this is why he was saying that he didn't want to um think more highly of uh, he want people to think more highly of him, and he didn't want to think more highly of himself as well. And that's how we kind of lead on into, you know, the rest of the scriptures as we go on to seven and on down. But before I do that, um, any questions on the panel? Anybody want to, you know, uh, questions or comments from anyone, you know, that's tuning in that may have, even if you heard what I said in the beginning about, you know, the third heaven and, and his experience, Anybody wanted to uh, say anything on that? Um, right off the top, Master uh, Tober, uh, this is a great teaching. Um, and so far, what you what you presented about you know that different heavens and and even the <clears throat> boasting in your infirmity. You know, I'm learning a lot. I'm I'm, I'm ready for you to you, you cooking, and that's all I'm gonna say, Doc. Um, this is very uh, enlightful. With what you're bringing out, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you keep going. Okay, okay. Right, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I didn't know if anybody had, you know, got back on the panel or anything. But yeah, that's no problem. We we'll absolutely so, keep going. I do. Uh, I have a comment. So mm-hmm. I wanted to say, um, basically, just to make a comment to um, verse six, when it reads, "For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth." But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be or that he heareth of me. 
it makes me think um, about the saying that we use now, fake it till you make it. Because, or, you know, as the young folks, including myself, say cap. Because what happens Mm -hmm. is sometimes people will put things on you that aren't so. So in the scripture, he's saying that basically he doesn't, like, it's cool, but he's like, no, I'm not a fool to say I am more than who I am. So he's saying, like, right. do not, he, as in Paul, is saying, do not put more on me. Like, no, if if it's not me, don't say it. If you haven't seen that to be me or if you haven't heard me to say these things or or if you haven't heard these things about me, basically, like, if it's not true, don't put it on me. He's, my interpretation of this verse in particular is Paul saying, don't, don't add anything extra. Like, I am who I am. Like, keep me here. Don't, nothing else. So that's why I say it reminds me of the, the, the fake it till you make it in a sense because now today in our society, um, more so due to social media, it, it's the fake it till you make it because everybody wants to be put on these pedestals. We want to be lifted um, up so high so that people can feel like, oh, well, you that dude or, oh, you know, she that girl or she got it all together, he got it all together. But he's like, no, like, don't, don't, don't do that to me. Don't give me anything extra. Like, I'm okay. I'm not a fool. I know who I am, and I'm okay. And as Elder said, once we get further into the scriptures, then we'll get more of an understanding as to why he said what he said, like, don't put anything additional on me. Like, leave, leave me where I'm at. I'm okay here. Right. And, and and I appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. That's, that's spot on because of, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta check ourselves sometimes and make sure, you know, that we keep it, you know, on, on track and on course. If we're talking about things that are of the gospel and, and things of the Lord, let's keep it there. Let's not try to, you know, shine a spotlight and make a, you know, a, I don't remember what they call it, a, a big I and little you, so to speak, meaning, you know, to try to put um, ourselves on a pedestal or, or anything like that. See, it's not about anything like that. It's all about, you know, getting an understanding and about serving the Lord. So at the end of the day, um, as Paul begins to go through everything, and this is stuff that we all have to deal with. We all have to make sure that you you leave your egos at the door, you know, and it may not be exactly about something dealing with, with church um, or something dealing with, with uh, you know, because not everybody has any type of position in the church as far as um, a title per se, but everybody has their own space. So you your situation could be, for those listening, could be something completely different, but it goes along those lines as to where you got to make sure that we're bragging about the right thing, that we're boasting about the right thing. We're talking about the Lord and, 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 you know, things of that nature. So if we can brag and boast about that, then fine. But it ain't got nothing to do with me. It ain't nothing, you know, that, that I'm doing. You know, I'm not doing anything different than anybody else because we're supposed to be serving the Lord, and that's it. So you can't try to put a pedestal there. So, you know, great um, great talking point. Uh, thank you for that comment. And like I said, we, we're going to go on um, to verse 7, <clears throat> because everything that we talked about as far as, you know, people trying to put Paul on a pedestal or stuff like that, that leads to <clears throat> verse 7. And look at what uh, look at what the word says. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the me- the messenger of Satan of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. So, again, you know, reading this again, and unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, meaning what he saw, uh, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, 
the messenger of Satan, that's what he called it, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. <clears throat> so Paul is saying that, um, you know, to keep him from being, you know, conceited or thinking more highly of himself, you know, he was given a, a thorn in the flesh. And this thorn in the flesh was not okay. It was a nuisance, and it was something that he had to deal with. So it was something that he had to deal with that, you know, bothered him. And the Bible doesn't specify exactly what the thorn in the flesh was in particular, but I would like to say that no matter exactly what it is, it still falls under a certain umbrella. And that umbrella is uh, uh, an, an affliction or an ailment. And here's why I say that. This is, this is why I say that. Amen. Um, an ailment means a physical disorder or illness, especially of a minor or chronic nature. That's an ailment from what I just read. There's a definition of an affliction. It means a state of pain, distress, or grief, misery, also a cause of mental or bodily pain as sickness, loss, calamity, or persecution. Now, that just covers a whole lot of things. So uh, either way you want to look at it, in my opinion, I think it covers whatever the thorn in the flesh was. So no matter what it was, you can find yourself within that part, within the definition of the ailment uh, or the affliction, mm-hmm. because it covers a multitude of different scenarios. So what I'm trying to say is I may not know exactly what it was, and just to throw one out there, it doesn't mean that, you know, the thorn in the flesh, this is just to throw one out there, doesn't mean that the thorn in the flesh was cancer, doesn't mean that the thorn in the flesh was something that literally was that thorn, you know, but even if it was either one of those two examples, it would fall under one of those categories because an ailment covers illnesses and, like it says, physical disorder. And also if it was something that was physical like in there, like a, a actual thorn or, or like let's just say even a, a branch that was stuck in there, wedged in there that, you know, could never be removed or anything, let's just – you know, creating a scenario, you know, then that will be covered under, under affliction because affliction, the definition says a state of pain, distress, or grief or misery. So no matter what it was in particular, it falls under that umbrella, right? So even though we don't know exactly what the thorn in the flesh was, we have to understand that he still had to deal with this. And again, this thing had to be a serious issue for Paul because Paul went to God three times about this affliction, this thorn in the flesh. That's what the word says. And it ain't just me. That's what it says in verse 8 because I'm going to read it one more time. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. So he went to the Lord three times to try to get this thorn in the flesh, this issue removed, this situation um, taken care of. So, I'm here to tell you that, you know, because of that thorn in the flesh that Paul had, Paul was not okay. But at the end of the day, it was okay to not be okay. That was the thing that caused him to not be okay. But if you know anything about Paul, you know how his life went and you know where he ended up. So, yeah, he ended up being okay. But in in a sense, he was not okay because he had to deal with that thorn in the flesh. Because, like you said, obviously he made it through his situation, but the, that thing was not removed from him. That thorn in the flesh was not removed from him. So whatever he had to deal with, he had to continue to deal with it on a daily basis. That thing was not removed from him, you know, and, and it was so bothersome that he had to reach out to the Lord three times, as he said. So he went into prayer about this thing, Three times. He spoke with the Lord multiple times about this. So I'm going to ask a a question here um, to the panel. Have you ever went to the Lord and asked him to remove something or an ailment and the Lord didn't? And if so, how did you feel? If you had that type of situation, yours may not have been his, but 
if you had something like that happen, you know, how did you feel? Wow. Um, that's, that's a, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. That's a, a great question. Um, just me and my experience. Uh, and I like the title. Um, it kind of fits where I'm at right now. Uh, a lot of times you ask God to remove you from something to take you out of the situation and he doesn't. And you ask multiple times. Uh, I'm not personally, it, 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 makes me feel it I'm mature enough to understand it now but it used to bother me and even some days in today it bothers me a little bit cuz I'm wondering I'm asking I'm praying Lord remove this from me take this away from me why am I going through this I don't I, I don't want to do it and a lot of times it's a selfish act on my part but I just don't want to do it and I feel since I'm his, his child he should take it away from me. But I do know a lot of times that we got to go through things um, and be persecuted for his name's sake. So some of the stuff we just got to go through. And I'm mature enough to understand that now. But before, I would have a, a, a pity party on myself. Woe is me. And then I would go checking myself, seeing if there was any, um, as they used to say back in the day, any dead cats on the line. Um, that I, am I doing something? Am I missing something? And sometimes it, it can be none of that. It's just we're going through what we're going through. But to answer your question, uh, Minister, I, I just didn't like it. <clears throat> Don't like it. Didn't like it, especially when I went to the Lord multiple times. But I'm mature enough. I just want to make this out there. I'm mature enough today to understand why we got to go through some of the things we got to go through. Correct. And, and, you know, what you said was, was spot on, but we also have to think about, you know, like you said, um, you know, you're mature enough now, but the same way you had to grow into that maturity, there's others that are in that place to where you were when it first was happening. And, you know, you know, even now, some, you know, still could be in the same place as to where, you know, you, you feel like that and it's like, oh, Lord, you know, I I asked about this thing, and, you know, it's kind of tough if the answer is no. But sometimes the answer is no, and it's no for a reason. And the thing is, you know, how do we deal with that? How do we process that? So for those that are listening, because everybody's in different uh, situations, different circumstances, you know, just because uh, one person here listening is, is healthy, another person is going through something, you know, somewhere else. So at the end of the day, you know, uh, we have to make sure that we are going to be uh, strong enough to deal with the situation. So that's why it's important, you know, to understand it's okay to not be okay. Um, any, any other comment or questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wanted to answer the question also. I feel that, as as Elder said, um, I used to ask for things or ask for God to get me out of certain, you know, situations or what have you, but then I would be upset and I would feel like, why me? Why am I going through this? Or, or God, why can't you remove this from me? But it's not that he can't because we know that, Christ can do all things. So it's not that he can't remove you from it, but sometimes, and it's layers to, it's layers to the question because sometimes we put ourselves in situations. Um, and then there are things that we go through because, you know, trials and tribulations. So you may not be getting out of whatever situation because there's a lesson in it, whether that lesson is for you or is for somebody else. So, being in this journey on this Christian walk, we learn that sometimes you're staying in a situation because there's a there's something that you're going to get out of it possibly or there's a blessing that you're going to get out of it or you're just learning a lesson. And as Pastor loves to say, like, why not you? Why not you? Why Why can't you go through something? So I think that we have to just know that the Lord is on our side, no matter what it seemed like, no matter what it looked like, what it feel like, 
no matter if we don't understand because sometimes we don't understand. We're like, okay, God, what what is going on? Like, why why is this happening? Like, and you may not get that answer right away or when you want it, but stay the course. And, you know, God, God works everything out for us in due timing, in his timing. And as humans, because we're in this flesh, we're impatient. And we want things to be done when we want it to be done, but it's not logical. Our timing and God's timing is not going to always match. And once we get that in our mind and we're content with it, and we just pray to ask the Lord to help us to increase our faith while we're going through situations, we'll be okay. That's my answer to your question. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you for you being able to put things into a different light. Uh, those listening, that's my wife, uh, Charmaine Tober, uh, that just spoke in like we said, you know, of course God can do anything, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if you already read forward, you probably already connected the dots. But in case you haven't and you're just listening, uh, it, it's it's a greater purpose, you know. So sometimes we have different things that God is, is allowing to happen, you know, and, and be able to have this thing happen, but you know, you know what? I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, say it before time. Let me go on to it, verse nine. And he said unto me, My grace is uh, significant, sufficient. I'm sorry, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will, I, I will rather. Uh, Will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me? So read that again. This is the answer. And he said unto me, this is Jesus talking for those um, in this part that are listening. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. That line right there, that's what Jesus responds. Remember, Paul went to the Lord. You know, as he said three times, that's the response. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. It's on purpose. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. So that's what he was talking about in the beginning. That's why he would rather boast on his infirmities, because his infirmities, it, what made him weak actually made him strong that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Look at verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproach in necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So we have to understand that God can remove anything. But again, what if he doesn't? Remember, anything is possible with God. And there is no impossible thing for him. But sometimes, let me say it again, but sometimes he just has a greater purpose that we can possibly understand. So his purpose is greater than we can understand sometimes. And this is one of those situations because he had that thorn in his flesh for so long, but we couldn't understand it. He couldn't understand it. That's why he went to the Lord three times. But he got the answer, and the answer made sense. See, God didn't send this thorn in the flesh to Paul, but he allowed it and used it for his good. So sometimes things happen to us on purpose to fulfill his purpose and give us a life with purpose. Say that again. Sometimes things happen to us on purpose to fulfill his purpose, meaning God, and give us a life with purpose. So this mm -hmm. happened on purpose. So you got to understand that the devil set him up for evil, but God turned it for his good. So therefore, we can truly say that it's okay to not be okay because God is still in control. God still has his hand 
on the situation. So that's the part where we got to be happy about. So for those of you that are listening, that are tuning in, and you're going through something, and you're thorn in the flesh, no matter what it is, you got to realize that it has a purpose. Because he says in the word, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So it's a reason why you weak. It's a reason why that thing is bothering you, no matter what it is. Reason why it's getting on your nerves so much, so that his strength, for my strength, is made perfect in weakness. Mm. That ain't just me. That's what the Lord says. For those that got your Bible, that thing is red. For those that are listening, I'm telling you, that's red. So that's God that's saying that. Amen. So so for some folks that are listening tonight and, and never knew about this issue, they didn't know that Paul had a thorn in the flesh. You may not have known what he had to deal with. They only knew that he was saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But, you know, folks probably knew that he preached, you know, to the Gentiles. But he was like some of you. He had an affliction. He was not okay. But the point in tonight's lesson is for for this to prove that it's okay to not be okay. So whatever that thing is, it's okay. Somebody getting on your nerves, it's okay. That sickness got you down, it's okay. But it's because his grace is sufficient. Anybody, wow. anybody want to say anything on that? I just I want to chime in real quick. Um, I really, really appreciate you um, bringing this lesson out tonight um, because, like you said, it's okay not to be okay. And I, I've been dealing with that for a while now, feeling like I'm not okay. And it's, it's, it's hard to um, move forward when you feel like you're not okay. But just like you said in the scripture, it's okay not to not to be okay. So I appreciate you on tonight. Um, I'm listening, and I'm learning. So I thank you for this lesson. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Oliver. Thank you. Uh, because, like you said, so many people are, you know, dealing with things, and everybody's stuff is different. But, you know, we all can relate to it. You know, you may not have the exact same situation as the next person, but at the end of the day, you know, we keep on living. You may, you'll go through something. And, you know, it may not be something that will never be removed like Paul had to deal with, but it may be something that stay there for a while, you know, and it may stay there for so long that you might think that it will never go away, you know. So this is for, for you. For those that are dealing with something, this is for you. Um, this is for everybody. It's an on-time word, as we said in the beginning, and every word is on time. But this one is on time for those that, you know, have been going through anything and dealing with anything. And, um, Elder Oliver, are you going to do the halftime, or are we we doing that later? We need to do that. We'll close it out because uh, you, you're doing good. We'll just close that out at the end if that's all right. Okay. No, that's no problem. I just wanted to uh, – Wanted to, to to know to be able to, you know, to to go forward with the lesson um, before we, you know, switch gears. But I do have uh, a comment shortly. though, real quick. Yes, sir. I do have a quick comment on the uh, last two scriptures you read. Um, when it says that when we're weak, we're strong, you know. And I, I was thinking about when Paul went to the Lord three times. A lot of times when we're going through that situation. Um, and people see that we're down and that we're not okay. But at the end of the day, when you're going to the Lord and you're crying for the Lord, and, and we know we may not know the answer right then and there, but the answer is when we're crying to the Lord about what we're going through, that's what people generally should see. And we'll see. That's why it says when we're weak, we're strong because we're still calling out to the Lord because we know in a moment he could change that situation. But yet also in that same moment, it could be a teaching moment for us. And that's why, like, you're tired. it's okay not to be okay as long as you're still crying out for the Lord's help. 
give me direction, give me where I need to go. And even if he steps back and let us keep crying, people can see us crying to the Lord. And that, to me, that's the most important thing, is if you keep crying, you're not going to lose your faith. A lot of people miss that step, and, and they cry out to the Lord one time. And I said in the beginning, in my experience, I would go have a pity party. I would stop crying. I would, wouldn't say nothing, and I would have an old yo with me party. But in the in learning, in learning, going through that, learning something, a lot of times when you're at your weakest is really when you're at your strongest. And you may not understand it because you feel like you're at your weakest, but you keep crying out for the Lord. That's where your strength comes from. That's what I'm getting out of this, Doc. And, again, it's, it's a great lesson. I could keep on going, but I'm going to be quiet. No, I mean, you, you're on point, you know. And, and, you know, when you got something that, um, you know, the Lord is, is operating through you, you know, everybody's listening. So, yeah, of course, you know, if there's something you, you got on your mind, you know, you may be uh, saying something that's going to help the next person and everything. But, yes, you, you're absolutely correct. You know, um, when when you may look at certain things as weakness, but, you know, it's, it's going to work for your good and you'll come out strong. Um, for example, even, you know, putting this lesson together, you know, at the time, you know, this lesson was supposed to be, you know, last week, you know, and also we had the different things that happened last week, you know, with chaos, right, to be able to bring it this week. And now other things have transpired and, and, and you know, other people, you know, in, in folks' lives, for example, you know, like even with with me and stuff that I'm dealing with with my business and stuff like that, you know, I got to realize, hey, it's okay to not be okay. For example, you know, those are, are, are areas of weakness when you realize, man, things ain't, ain't going my way, you know. So when you're feeling down, when you're feeling weak, when you're questioning where you are, when you're questioning, am I doing, uh, am I still doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Like if you've made the right decision, then, you know, that's when God will step in and let you know you know, to give you give you that strength, you're a lot of times we're dealing with stuff to be able to get to that next level. Because in the next level is his strength. You know, you're you're feeling weak. The next level is his strength. You know, the next level ain't always a monetary gain. The next level is his strength. You know, to understand, you know, who the Lord is and that he's still in control, regardless. So to point out, let's look back over at verse seven, just to look at it real quick. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. You know, so the devil, he's going to have his own attacks and things that he's going to be able to throw out there, you know, and that's him being allowed to, you know, because as we can see, you know, it works out for the greater good. It works out for Paul in the same way if the devil try to throw certain things at you, you know, God to turn that thing around for your good, you know, because the enemy meant it for evil, but God turned it around for good. So that's why he say my grace is sufficient for the, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And therefore, look at the bottom, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions in distresses for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. You're going to go through some things. Though all those stuff that he listed at the bottom, that's different things that we all go through. We all can go through persecutions. We all go through different reproaches, you know, uh, infirmities, you know, when you got stuff that you're, you're dealing with within your body, you know. Those are the things that we go through. You live long enough, you're going to go through one of these things, if not more than that, in distresses. Some of us, not only that, in distress, we just stress. But it's okay to not be okay. If you don't feel like, you know, you're, you're getting somewhere, you feel weak, but then you're made strong through the word of God. It's a reason why you tuned in tonight. It's a reason why you're listening tonight. You needed to hear that part. You needed to hear that. And for those listening, I'm here to tell you, you know, don't stop there. Keep on going, you know. When you feel like you're weak, just keep on going. Just keep on going. 
and, you know, pray on it. And the Lord will work that thing out, and he'll reveal this stuff to you. Same way he just revealed it to Paul. So Paul got his confirmation on the reason that it happened because it was all on purpose. Remember, it was on purpose. And, again, um, I want you all to take a look at another scripture because, if, you know, this is why I didn't go through everything in verse 1 through 4. So I would like to change gears for those that are listening. Um, if you don't mind, if you could turn to Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 5. And this is where we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it up a, a different notch, right? All right. So again, Titus chapter two, eleven through five. Try and wrap this up before we get ready um, to close. Titus chapter two, verse eleven through five. So again, earlier we heard how it's okay to not be okay as far as an ailment as far as an affliction, because we all go through things, right? And some people go through some traumatic situations. But these scriptures, what I'm going to right now, I would like to provide a different uh, angle through these scriptures on the topic, still on the topic, but a different angle, right? And my topic is it's okay to not be okay. And let's read verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So after reading these first two scriptures, we have to realize that we have a job to do, and our job is to spread the gospel, and we have to be bold about that. We have to be bold about salvation, right? So we can't let anyone get in our way to throw us off course. We have to stay steadfast, and we have to say that it's okay to not be okay with ungodliness, with worldly lust, and it's okay to speak up and speak out, and it's okay because we got to dare to be different. So it's okay to not be okay with what everybody else is doing. See, we, we learned, like I said earlier, on how it's okay to not be okay as far as we're dealing with something. But once we come out of that, once we get out of our weakness and we get a little bit stronger, let's stay strong. Let's stay strong. Let's hold it down and talk about the different things that we experience in the world. So we got to be able to stand up and stand ten toes down. Once you realize who you are, once you realize that you're chosen, once you realize that you're a child of God, realize that you can't do the same thing that everybody else is doing. So there should be a difference between the saints and the world. And we have to be bold to stand on that. We have to live soberly. And we should live righteously and godly in this world. And that's what we're supposed to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're supposed to do. We have to understand that we can't follow after what the world follows because we have to follow after Christ. So it's okay to not be okay with following the crowd, especially when the crowd is going in the wrong direction. How do you know that the crowd is going in the wrong direction? Well, Scripture says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in there. But because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there find it. So we got to understand that, you know, everybody ain't going to heaven, but everybody, you know, ain't going to secure their spot because everybody is going to, you know, follow the crowd, and everybody ain't going to try to follow Christ. So we got to understand that we got to stand up. So it's okay to not be okay with following the crowd. Y'all get what I'm saying? Y'all understand that we can't be those type of followers? We can't be those people? You know, if we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about all week like how pastors been talking about this gospel and that gospel, we got to understand that we got to follow Christ. 
because as scripture says, we can't, you know, as scripture says, um, if the blind lead the blind, they both will fall in the ditch. So we can't be the ones to follow after those blindly folks uh, after the world. So I'll open the floor. Anybody got any comments on the on the plot twist on, you know, what I what I just brought up um, with being able to stand on the on the word. Anybody got anything to say on that before we move forward? Uh, you pretty much summed that all up, Doc. I really don't need no explanation. Um, <laughs> at least that's what I'm getting out of it. I mean, you really doesn't. Uh, <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say. You know, it really doesn't. It's a great lesson. Um, I hope everyone is getting um, – well, I know I'm getting something out of it um, a lot. A lot of things that you brought to light throughout the whole lesson and even the last part um, in Titus um, is – to me, it's just, you know, reassuring that um, when we're not okay, that we are okay. And even though in our mindset, in our worldly mind, we may not be okay, but our spiritual self is right where the Lord wants us to be when we feel like we're not okay because we keep calling out to him. So I, I'm, I, that's all I got to say, Doc. That, that was great. That, that was, um, <clears throat> that's what you call a wealthy message. Uh, hey, I, I appreciate it. God be the glory. And, you know, like I say, if there's any more comment, please say so now. If not, I'll go ahead to verse 13 and, and work our way on out. And then once I'm done, I'll, you know, turn it over to um, Elder. Um, anybody got anything before I go forward? All right. Verse 13. Let's look at this. And we'll get you all out of here. Verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of the great God in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purity unto himself, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So we got to trust the process because Christ came and gave his life for us to be redeemed, uh, to be brought back to life, so to speak. So he purified our sins, our dirt that we had on us. He took it upon himself, and even though he had no dirt, he had no sin, he took it upon himself, and he took it with his blood to cleanse us. Amen. And he took his sacrifice to set us free, and to provide everyone with an opportunity for salvation. I mean, the salvation is here through Christ. All folks that want to receive it, salvation is here through through Christ. So, you know, listen, um, if you have been redeemed, then you have to change your old habits. You have to understand that it's okay to not be okay with your old habits the things that you used to do. You can't be okay with that. You can't be fine with that. And the reason why, Scripture backs that up in Second Corinthians 5 and 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So if you have become a new creature, then stay a new creature. Don't let nobody take you back. Don't let nobody throw you off course. Stay the course. So if those folks are acting funny and say that you're acting funny, so to speak, say that you're acting brand new, then you got to realize that that's just a compliment. Then you got to take it like a compliment because you are brand new, because you are a brand new creature. So if somebody's saying that you're acting funny and you're acting uh, brand new, you got to understand that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I have become a new creature. So, yeah, you're right, I'm, I'm brand new. I'm a brand new creature. So you got to take that and stand on that and understand that it's okay to not be okay with what everybody else is doing and not be okay with those old habits because of what everybody else is doing. That's what you used to do. That's who you used to be. You used to be the one to follow the crowd, but now you follow Jesus because you understood the difference, that it's okay 
to not be okay with what everybody else is doing. Once you make that realization, then you can be uh, part of the, like you said, a peculiar people, uh, zealous of good works. You know, you can be on that side of the Lord. Verse 15, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. So in this final verse, in this chapter, you know, it supports and sums up the topic here altogether because we can say that we're against the ungodly, you know. We can say that, and we can say that it's okay to be, to not be okay with the ungodly. You know, we can speak out about ungodly things and ungodly people, and it's okay to not be okay with, with ungodly people. You know, because you have to have the authority, and you understand that you have the authority to speak up and speak out against those people and to speak out the things that are not Christ-like. So don't let nobody look down upon you. Don't let nobody discourage you. If you're speaking up and you're speaking the truth, then you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Then Jesus will speak up and speak out about you in judgment before the Father. So we got to understand that it's okay to not be okay with the ways of the world. And, and, that's, and that's all I got to say on tonight. We got to understand that when it comes down to it's okay to not be okay, you, the first way you're going to be weak, you may be made weak, but we got to understand that God will provide his strength in your weakness. And, of course, even once you become strong, you got to understand that it's okay to stay strong, to stay bold, to stay against the different things that's going to uh, be um, ungodly for us to be Christ-like. So we got to stand up and speak out against those different things that are going to be ungodly. So it's okay to not be okay. And that's that's it, Elder Oliver. That's all i got to say. If um, You know, you want to open the floor for uh, final comments or if you want to go ahead and close this out and um, – and that's that's what I got to say on that one. Um, uh, Mr. Stewart, that that was uh, um, on time. I know we always say this as cliche, an uh, on time word, but that was a on time word for me personally. So I thank you for being obedient to the Lord. That that was um, that hit home tonight. So um, um, to me, that that's a great lesson, and that's something that needs to be replayed again. So you may hear it again tomorrow at noon because I just feel that I know me personally that I've learned a lot. And even the last scripture, you know, that we are new creatures. And, you know, every day we die daily, we become new. And and I know me personally, you know, when people say that you're acting different, you're acting, it's just me growing in the Lord. And a lot of times people are accustomed to you being a certain way. And, and, and when you become new and you get delivered, from whatever it is or that affliction that you're going through, when you become delivered and you become here and you become strong again, people will say you're acting brand new. That that ought to be something that gives you motivation that you're doing something right in Christ because people notice that you're not acting the same way you used to act. So I just want to thank you for the lesson, and I'm just going to open up if anyone has any final comments before we dismiss. No final comments from nobody? Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and dismiss. I know we need to do our offering, and I'm going to need some help with this because um, I'm frozen. If you want to give the uh, Praise Tabernacle Church, um, we do this every week, so this is nothing new. Um, if you want to give to our uh, extended arm ministry, we're going to give both cash apps for Praise Tabernacle Church. I'm going to need some help. It's PTC. Yeah, dollar sign, PTC 877, if you want to give to the church. If you want to give to our extended arm ministry, is dollar sign extended EA EA Ministries, dollar sign EA Ministries. If you want to be a blessing to uh, any one of those, we definitely would appreciate it. And, again, on behalf of... um, our pastor, our bishop, 
uh, Omar Zachary. We want to thank everyone that tuned in and listened. Uh, I know you had to get something out of that word. I, I know you had to. Um, <clears throat> I know I did. Uh, again, Mr. Tober, that was awesome. I love the way you broke that down, and I love the way the Lord you, you used you to bring that in, that to bring that out. It's okay not to be okay because I think a lot of people think that when they feel like it's, they're not okay, they feel like they're doing something, they feel like they're alone. But that's right where the Lord wants you to be at. It's right there. And he says in his word that um, when we're weak is when we're strong. And he made us perfect in his strength because that's what's covering us when we feel like we're weak. So that 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 is awesome. Again, great message. I want to thank uh, the panel that's, that commented tonight. Uh, Thank you for your support. Uh, again, let's just keep uh, our, our pastor lifted up in prayer. Uh, for those that normally on that couldn't be on, let's just leave, lift everyone up in prayer on tonight. Um, of course, we don't know what's all going on, so we just want to pray for everybody. Everyone at Praise Tabernacle Church, we just want to uh, send a special prayer to the Ogilvy's, um family. Um, as they lost their mother today, Sister Oglesby lost her mother on yesterday. I'm sorry, on yesterday. So let's just keep them in prayer and lift it up and um, show them some love to text or go by and see them. Yes. No, I was going to add as well. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I ahead. wanted to add. Uh, just wanted to add also um, to keep in prayer as well the Davis and Hambrick family. That's um my my wife's um aunt uh Keisha passed um yesterday. So just oh, wow. wanna add okay. uh them to prayer. So that's the Davis and Hambrick family, um along with uh Sister Oglesby, um her mother. I uh, just wanted to add that as well. So uh sorry for no, you're good. You're good, Doc. You're good, yeah. But we're going to keep those uh, families in prayer as they go through this time. So um, let's just remember that uh, – just remember everyone's going through something. Keep them lifted up in prayer. And, again, um, let's just be mindful and pray for one another because as quiet as kept, all of us are going through something. And at some point all of us feel like, um, we're not okay. So let's just remember that and let's be mindful of other people um, and let's just keep everyone lifted up in prayer. If there's nothing else, let's not forget again, uh, if you want to be a blessing on tonight uh, to the church, Praise Tabernacle Church, dollar sign PTC 877. If you want to be a blessing to our extended arms ministry, our outreach ministry, it is dollar sign EA ministries and with that being said we're going to go ahead and dismiss us out in prayer and again minister tobert great lesson on tonight and for the panel we just want to say thank you for being a part of the bible study and with your comments um and your input um we just want to say thank you on that and with that no further ado, we go ahead and dismiss. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you right now. We just ask that you just watch over the man of God who taught the lesson. Restore him right now, Father God. Father God, restore back into him, Father God. Father God, touch him right now, Father God. Strengthen him right now. Strengthen his family right now, Father God. Father God, we just ask that you just continue to bless him. Father God, bless all those that are listening tonight, Father God. Father God, we ask that you just touch them right now, Father God, to let them know that it's okay not to feel like it's okay, Father God. Father God, to let them know that they can rely on you, Father God, and they keep crying out for you right now, Father God. Father God, we ask you to touch all of the families that are um, the families that have lost in it right now, Father God. Touch them right now, Father God. Father God, send that healing power to them, Father God. Strengthen them up in this time of need, Father God. Father God, wrap your arms around each and every one of them. And, Father God, we ask that you just continue to touch Praise Tabernacle Church, touch our leadership, touch our leader leadership team, Father God, and continue to do what you would have us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
and amen. And that is it. Oh, I forgot. Y'all going to have to help me out again. Our, our closing fan, Matthew uh, 28, 19, and 20. Is uh, go ye therefore, go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded thee. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. <clears throat> Thank you. I got choked up there for a minute. Thank you so much. Um, again, Minister, a great lesson. And until we meet again on Sunday morning. Praise time Michael Church will be live on Blog Talk Radio. So until then, y'all have a blessed evening. Good night. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.